0: uh so uh, what do you call a person what do you call a fake person with bad posture an imposture ah Jesus well, you know say what you know what they say about guys with big hands uh they can play John Mayer songs. Uh, I definitely feel like I'm not myself. And anytime someone wants to come and see me, they're like, "Why, Georgia? Why?" But hey, there's no such thing as regret. Ah, uh, Jesus Christ. And sky blue gets dark at night. Well, no shit, because when sky blue gets dark at night, you're gonna see the color of the city lights. You can actually see the city lights without it getting dark. But welcome to episode 130 of the Often Be Podcast. I'm yours, Clint. Don't forget to follow the podcast on all apps. And for anyone that wants to watch the video, it's here. Um, I got a new spot. I don't know if this is going to be a permanent spot, but I'm definitely going to experiment with different settings. Um, But yeah, I'm sitting in an old 1950s uh, pube waist chair. It's the chair necessities. The simple chair with my bare butt on it. You don't know that because you don't see below the waist. Because that would be a waste of camera space. Because... No one's gonna watch it, anyways. So, shake that ass. Watch yourself. Shake that ass. Show me your net worth. Um, yeah. Um. So, coming. I'm recording this on. It's six twenty-two a.m. I believe on March twenty ninth. So it is literally. The night after the big old slap in the face, uh, let's just say Chris got rocked by Jada's husband, and I don't even want to call him by his first name. Um, you know, I I'm not gonna tell this because what on YouTube, if you go on now, like it's the number one trending thing in the world, and every single person, even people that. Would never cover it. Dude, undisputed in first take covered something that literally had nothing to do with sports. And I'm okay with it typically, but it was so random. I like I expected them to make like comments and stuff they would talk about. Like, oh, well, that's a slap in the face. Like, Will Smith, you know, whatever. Like, if they're talking about someone having contract negotiation, they're saying, oh, well, reports say it was a slap in the face when Jabril Peppers was offered... Uh, 4 million uh, 5th year option by the Browns and all this shit. That's a slap in the face. Like Will Smith, huh? Like some shit like that. But, no. Just flat out, they covered it for like 12 minutes. And I don't want to make a whole video about it. But, I was going to say it like this. And I don't think this is a brand new fresh take. Um, I literally did... A video, actually, I believe like episode 7. I don't know why I remember that very well. It was like episode 7. I remember it was single digit. Where I talked about the entangled steamed vagina. That was like the title of it. And it was about Jada Pinkett on a Red Table Talk. Talking about steaming vaginas and shit like that. You know, I guess it's a woman's touch. And, you know, a woman should be good with the steamer anyways. Alright, Clint. Um, yeah, Uh, you know, that's a good way to get the wrinkles out, and seems like someone of her age should get on that. But, you know, you guys know the thing, Chris Rock at the Oscars says a joke about G.I. Jane too. To be honest, I didn't really get it, the joke, when, like, I saw the video, because I was at someone's house with someone said Will Smith slapped Chris Rock and I'm like oh like I thought it was one of those overdrawn overplayed like comedy things they do where you know sometimes you watch these award shows and like they'll two people they'll be on stage before they present award they go like a minute or two where they go back and forth and they're like oh really so uh you like it'll be over some dumb shit like oh so you you wear pants you know, do, do you even wear pants, Zac Efron? And he's like, yeah, I wear pants. And then they zoom out and he's not wearing pants. It's like, where are your pants? And it'll be like him and stuff. But you, you know what I'm saying. I didn't believe it. I thought it was like some stage, whatever. And I watched the video like, oh. um, I think Will Smith is a damaged. I think he's a hurt man. And. I think this whole defending your wife shit defending your woman that sounds cool. I don't you know to be honest before I actually get into like whatever I don't think people are actually like really mad that he defended his wife. Oh, I don't think he was mad, but I think a lot of people just look at him as kind of like a sad tale like it's kind of like a sad joke, like oh, he's in the wrong. Like I don't. It's not really about if he's in the right or wrong, because you can make points either way. To be honest, but I think he definitely looks like a guy that has lost his traction of his what made him him. It's weird how in his memoir and book he talks about how. In his youth, he won all. He it was basically he liked to talk about how much woman he conquered and all. I mean, woman he wanted to conquer and all this shit. And then his woman kind of did some shit, and now it's almost like the situation made him feel so less of himself. Now he's trying to overcompensate to make up for what he feels probably led to that, which honestly, my belief on that type of stuff is, if someone's going to do something, they're going to do it, there's nothing you can really do or not do that's going to make them do it or not, typically, there's obviously exceptions, but, um, you know, yeah, you gotta rough them up, okay, um, don't hit your right hand to that one, okay, um, but I think Will is a damaged person who doesn't even know why he's doing what he's doing. I don't even think he knows why that took over him last night. I honestly don't think... I I think the big thing that a lot of people are that is the throwback about is... And the thing that makes him kind of like a joke, not to me, but I think what makes him kind of like a running joke to a lot of people is, is defending a woman, your wife, and defending someone, double downing on defending someone who has done nothing but drag you publicly. Like the way she went about telling the world That not only cheated on you and all that stuff, but told straight to your face, it felt good. And feels good in terms of most whatever. And she didn't really say it with any remorse. Really, when you remember and assess the whole situation with the Red Tabletop with him there, there's not really a lot of remorse or regret. Her tone and her. Very justification of it all was I was just in a lost place. I was just this. I was looking for something. I was looking for something deeper, uh, a.k.a. August's dick. Um, and for some reason, what gets lost in all this is she basically put it out there. I don't. I didn't really regret not doing it. Um, the only reason why she even had to address it. Was because. August was quote, unquote, in his feelings. Made songs. Made all this shit. And all this stuff. But no one took him serious. Then she confirmed it. When she didn't really have to. I think. No pun intended. It was a. Big old slap in his face. And now I think. It's almost. He's trying to double down. On his pain. And. Like when you look like. You're the thing that makes it. Kind of a weird odd situation is. You are going. Though everyone that's attacking you. And making jokes about you has to do with something your wife, the same woman that you are over the top... (coughs) Excuse me. The same woman that you are over the top defending and all that stuff. She's the reason why all these strays and all this shit's coming towards you. Now, look, he's made a decision to stay with her. That's his business when it comes to that. But I think something he didn't really... Process or didn't understand he had to go through is that. She doesn't seem like honestly. She doesn't really seem like she. Feels any remorse or guilt for putting him through it. Like if you don't have guilt or remorse. For the action itself. Fine. But to not at least have guilt and remorse for. Putting his name and dragging it. Publicly. And look, that this has been taught by many people. So again, I don't really want to revisit that. But I think what you see is he knows she does not she did not really apologize. She does not really regret it. And I think that even hurts him more. Cause like look, they're pretty much open about like you know, it's not the the relationship isn't the same. It hasn't been for a long time, which is probably what led to whatever. And I'm not here to be Mr. Relationship Expert because I am the least qualified person. It is ironic that Hitch can't find his pursuit of happiness. Oh, uh, Jesus, Clint. Um, <laughs> no, I actually kind of like that one. Um, see, he has in his mindset that I am a legend. Okay, Clint. But um, in her mind... He's not and it's it's weird because you know i I think I think he's not really in a right mindset for a lot of things, like to me it is more what- what you see, and someone even pointed out what I was watching is that you can see that he's like. After he does it, when he's walking back, he's like, he's like holding his belt, have his chest out. Like he felt exuberant of what he did. He actually feels like, yeah, I did that shit. It's like. You slapped a man. And he didn't even move off his point and you have a huge size difference. So you didn't even like smack the shit out of you, you smacked him. But he didn't really do anything. He was still sitting there talking. His face didn't, you know, swell up or nothing. He kept doing the show like, all right, fuck you. But the the thing that when you notice it's like he really thought he did something. That he's taken his anger, he's taken everything that you we know is in him. And obviously, don't you don't hit her, but you hit August, or at the very least, be able to prioritize where your anger really aligns. And the joke obviously wasn't even about that, but we all know what really all this is about. Because if this was if that same joke was said in 2015. Even with her condition and all that shit. No one really cares that she has alopecia. No one really gives a fuck. Let's be honest. Like no one, that's not really why he smacked. That's some in the past. If everything in life was normal. He would have worried about his image so much. That he would not have done that. He's in a place where he does not give a fuck about. His personal pride and image and shit like that. Because. He probably would have handled that different five years ago. But I think now, he's not really making movies anymore. He's not really like Will Smith, the star. He's trying to, he's doing the YouTube thing. It's going well. He's writing memoirs and shit. But honestly, I think a lot of this stuff, he would stay out of the public eye if it wasn't for the situation. I think he's trying to find what makes him whole and complete, Uh, not to sound corny as fuck, but I, I think it's weird when you're so used to, when you think of Will Smith, he used to be the biggest star in the world and what made him captivating was not just the charisma and all that, everything that typically star qualities have, it's the fact that He was a man that could be... That when you watch a movie... He could tap into that real emotional uh, vulnerability. But you still feel the internal strength. And I think... You know, you gotta be able... uh, Movies are moved. But typically, the real qualities they have... Which is why they're able to portray it at that level. And I think... When you see... The thing that could hurt him the most is the same thing he's defending the most. And I don't care what people say, you know what, this whole defend your, you know, you defend, you defend your partner when they've done nothing but right by you. You don't defend a partner who embarrassed you, didn't give a fuck about it. Showed no remorse and all that shit. And people are trying to say... Oh, that's what you do. You defend your wife. You know what, man? If your wife really gave that much of a fuck about you... She would not have put you through that situation to begin with. No one that gives any fucks about you... Are not going to voluntarily, when they know better... As a grown fucking woman... In her 40s or 50s. Knowing everything that comes out with that information and all that shit. Knowing what that does. But of course, that's just spiritual journey. Um, I guess I'll just say this, that. I think this is the definition of a situation that when you really try to peel back, the anger is not towards Chris Rock. The anger isn't towards everyone saying shit. He's trying to, because, you know, and he's even said like he, you know, he wanted to keep the family unit together. Through everything. Like his whole goal. Was. Being married with one woman. All that shit. Cause he didn't have that. And I get it. But she don't want that anymore. She doesn't. And I think. There's a hard acceptance. He's having with that. And. I think it's a dude. That's acting out. I think it's no different. Than when like a teenager. Acts out to get what they want. Or. Or. But he's acting out to literally kind of restore a diminished image that the situation has put him through. That he projects on himself and that some people are obviously, unfortunately, look at him as. I think he's a broken person. And I don't know him personally. And you know what? I'll be a broken person with that house. That's cool. I'll be a bad boy for a bad movie. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I just think that it, you know, it's obviously not on the level of Kanye because I think Will is a very actual, normal, sane person because I think, honestly, he's act reacting the same way a lot of dudes would act in that situation that decide they go through the steps that he's decided to go through. Like, it's not uncommon for even on a guy's side. Typically, it's more of a woman. A guy cheats on a woman, the woman stays on. It's not as often the other way around because it is different. I know people don't want to hear it. It is different. It doesn't really work out more times than not. There's just too many different dynamics with that. But any dudes out there that have... Stayed with a woman that has cheated on them and all that shit. Uh, I I would assume that shit's not easy, especially for the male ego, pride, and all that shit. And I think what we and I think he's acting the same way. Like you're trying to, you. It's almost like you're trying to prove to the person that made you feel less than that you are not less than and that you are worthy. It's a weird fucked up thing. That someone made you feel like. You weren't. You know. Filling their needs. Whatever the fuck that means I guess. Uh, That you weren't. Good enough in a sense. Or that this code was broken. And it's almost like. You're fighting for something. That you didn't break. At least you didn't break. In the sense of the turning point actions now look, there's a lot of things that lead up to actions that oh well you know it, it's a weird thing like I I used to always think that as long as I don't cheat on my partner that means I'm a good partner and like that is a very important equation if that's what you know you both agree like hey don't cheat on me like yeah but There are people, like, there are people that will forgive a cheating partner more than a partner that, you know, is manipulative, lying and shit, but doesn't cheat, right? Like, you can be a piece of shit and not cheat on your wife or husband and vice versa. Um, but it's just like the action sticks out way more than anything else. The action signifies a lot of things that lead to that, like things like that. No, it doesn't just happen. Dicks don't just fall on vaginas, and vaginas just don't get thrown back on dicks. That's not how this works there was a there's a process to all that shit. I remember there was old like when the whole August and all that shit was out the entanglement. There would be old pictures of them being shown at, like, a parade or carnival or at a theme park of them, of her and August. Oh, they're just friends and all this shit. It's weird how, like, when those pictures were in 2014, 2015, no one questioned them. But now, when when all the shit was of like, oh, yeah, actually, that probably kind of makes sense. Like, what is this married woman doing with this 23-year-old dude who is her son's friend but they're hanging out alone I don't know about you I'm not hanging out alone with any of my son or daughter's friends not even to get to know them like yeah you come over for dinner have some breadsticks I don't know whatever you know you cook for you know your kids friends at sleepovers just go heat up a corn dog in the freezer I don't know but I'm not gonna be friends with them because I think that's just weird, like one-on-one friends. Like I'm not going to the mall with them. Like I'm not going to hang out. But I think I think with Will, um, kind of getting back to Jesus, I said I only want to talk about it for a few minutes, but here we are. Um, I I think I. I think Will is going through it still. But I think at first he was hurt, like you saw him crying and everything. Any person that would voluntarily be okay publicizing, making their partner cry for quote unquote a product, a TV show, her Red Table Talk. And I understand the whole theme of the show is on it. You know, all, all, most podcasts are about honesty and transparency. But there's still things that you don't go to on there. And I don't care about raw, brutal honesty. You don't put someone who honored their vows and marriage and all that shit as far as we know. And just embarrass them like that. And put it out for the public to see. I don't care if he volunteered and what's cool with it. You don't make the episode to begin with. And look, you profit off your shit, and in that case, like, there's nothing wrong within this certain. Like, you're not... Pro- well, you are profiting on your husband's pain, but it is y'all's pain. It's your entangled pain. Okay. Um. Well, can't tangle it with her lack of hair. Okay. She asked for it, not me. Um. I don't know. You know, I... I think that slap, I, had, I think that's why even Chris Rock, like, you could tell, like, Chris Rock almost felt bad for him. Like, it is one of the most, like, getting slapped, like, so- someone broke it down, and basically makes sense, like, there's like the one of the three most disrespectful things a human being, as a man specifically, is if you spit on me, spit on my face specifically, you slap me with the open hand, and, you know. If you call me a specific word, whatever. like it's, it's literally one of the most disrespectful things as a man. Like since ancient times, it's just things that like if you are going to hit me, punch me in the fucking face because if you slap someone with an open hand, it's like I don't even respect you enough to knock you out. I feel like this open hand will mentally f- fragilize you, will mentally break you down. Like, there's no threat of if I don't knock you out. Like, you're not going to do shit. And I'm just going to smack you around like a toddler. And I think if it was just, like, a rant. And if it was just, like, some guy that we didn't. If it was another actor's wife that he made the same joke about. But there was no history of bullshit with their, you know relationship and shit like that so it's not an extra of subject but let's say the dude went up there and slapped him in the face I think Chris Rock fights back I do I think Chris Rock at the very least like there's a real confrontation and not just take it and just stand there and continue the show cause I also think he felt more sympathetic as everyone that watched it it's like oh wow Hmm. This, uh, he, I think he felt more sad for him. This is a man who was once on top of the world, and this one thing. It's funny how one thing, something that is so, really, in the grand scheme of things, like in life, is not the biggest thing in the world, but it's something that matters to him. So it's gonna affect him more than anyone else. And something that we perceive as strong will, okay, Clint. He, he is gonna be that thing has mentally fucked him up. And honestly, I think because at the at the ages he at the ages he's at. And since he's already passed, like, most of his, like, big accomplishments in terms of movies and TV and shit like that. Like, yeah, he still does stuff. But it's not, you know, he knows, like, there's no prime Will Smith anymore. It's a different era Will Smith. Like, he can't even hide himself and get, like, obsessed with the work. He can't sit there and just say, I'm going to make fucking four movies this year and 11 months out. And just focus on making money, meet a new bitch on set, and do his thing. Because he's at the age where, you know, he's do that. He tried to do weight loss challenges. He tried to do the losing weight. And he's like, I just don't have the motivation. I think that was a sign of something. That this man can't even like, he's doing a whole thing about losing weight. But he can't do it. We well, can afford all the trainers, all the diet. He's just not motivated. Why is that? Maybe some things in his life aren't settled the way he wants. I think. I know. I say. I think a lot. Um, I feel. I just. I. I think like most of us. You, you see a guy, and Chris Rock saw it we see it you know have you ever been around someone where you know just like a simple example right where you know someone um you know they have shit going on at home and you work with them or whatever and let's just say they have issues with their mother right Slightly different example than like a relationship, but you know, like someone has issues with their mother, but they live with their mom, but they don't really get along. They're like 20 something. They want to move out, but they don't have the money. They feel trapped, whatever, you know, a lot different factors for whatever. And I don't know if you guys have ever worked with someone who brings their shit to work. And then when they bring their shit to work, you get the receiving end of a lot of shit They, you know, like, even in the moment, like, you're not mad that I forgot the cheese on their burgers. You're not mad about that. You're not mad because, you know... I didn't double check an order that I thought you said in the thing and blah, blah, blah. You're not mad at me because I showed up three minutes late to work. When you show up 15 minutes late to work and you're actually a more important employee than me. That's not really what this is. But you get the worst of them. You get the attitude. You get the... You get the pissiness. You get all the bullshit. But you know it has nothing to do with you. But you receive the anger. You receive the bitching to the managers. You receive your phone getting fucking drenched. Jeez, uh, condensation is a cunt. But important. Um but we've all worked with someone. We've all been around people who take stuff that has nothing to do with you and you just kind of get the receiving end of it, even if they don't realize they're doing it. And most time, I don't they don't realize that that's they're taking stuff that has nothing to do with you out on you. But, you know, we're human beings, and when you understand that, you're typically like You keep things at a distance. It's not that big of a deal. Until it becomes to a point where it's like, all right, you know what? You got fucking problems. My life is fine. I I don't have problems with my mom. So I can't relate to this shit. But goddamn, shut the fuck up. And they're like, oh, it must be nice. Like, yeah, actually it is fucking nice. But you know what? Maybe on your end... Maybe there's things you can do. Maybe there's things that you're inconsiderate. Maybe there's things that you suck at. Maybe there's things that your mom's always on your ass because you have no fire on your ass to be fire. You light your own candle and think you're self-made. You're self-made and self pity I don't think will all this shit. Everyone is receiving the shit, except for the person who's actually responsible for it all happening to begin with. And I don't know. It's just uh, it's just unfortunate. Because, you know, people are making like, first of all, by the way, it is not the biggest moment in TV history. We have literally have had presidents. We literally have had figures be assassinated on television. We literally have MMA. We literally have people get their face beat in for hour and a half long fights in boxing. And you're telling me this is the biggest moment in TV history? Will Smith's crying scene with the dad scene in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is a bigger bigger moment in television history than this. This is the definition of in the moment. Like, honestly, a year from now, no one's going to give a fuck about this. It was shocking. It was weird because it's almost like I was like, this had to be like, oh, some weird thing in between, and then you see the videos and stuff like the stuff, the uncensored stuff that people captured. Keep my wife's name out of your mouth. It's like, well, um, should have kept August's dick out of hers. Okay, come had to do it. Um, uh. And, look, I'm not saying he should leave. it. Like, I don't tell me to do that. I do think if he's going to stay with her and do all that, I do think, at the very least, you got to understand what's going to come with it. You got to understand or have to make somewhere. Because when you even, like, when you really look at, right, Like, what do you think that she was thinking during all that? Like, if you're her sitting there watching your husband lose his shit, all because someone made a comment about your hair loss and shit, that you don't have to be a fan of it. Like, I get it. And I'm not saying he should have never said anything. But there's no way you're sitting there watching your man slap another man on stage. Knowing the ramifications, knowing how it looks, knowing the real reason why all this shit is happening is because of some you cause, and he's becoming the butt of all jokes. So let's be honest, if that situation didn't happen, and you're there, Chris Rock probably doesn't even make any jokes about you. He knew the source subject, a lot of it was connected to all that shit. He didn't think he would do that. But it was definitely to get a little bit of a reaction. I don't I think that goes without saying. Now you could say, oh well, you know, the Chris Rock, is he responsible? It's like, you know what? I don't know. I I don't think someone's responsible for how you react to something. You voluntarily were there. Um, and also the post speech thing where he won the award. And try to say this is what Richard would have like the movie about Serena. One, you took the moment from the actual story and the thing you played. For one, and then like after the incident, there was an actual like movie or, you know, actor that won something and his moment was overshined by all the bullshit that just happened. They gonna think I want a Grammy. That's the music. Oh jeez. They gonna think I want an Oscar. Um. Uh, this is a terrible pod, but a little loopy. But hey, gotta do it. Uh. I think he's. I I think the real issue is it kind of exposes a lot of things, of how we justify shit in society. Like, we hear things, defend your woman with honor and all that shit. It's like, no, you defend the woman with honor when they have honored you to begin with. Like, this blind defense, no matter what, is crazy to me. Now, if you can't, if you're in a position where you start questioning whether you should defend your wife because of shit they've done to you, you probably shouldn't be together. I think that's more the thing. But... If you, you know, when you go together places now, there's going to be that public scrutiny, especially stuff in that environment for what it is. You know, you could potentially be a target of something. And, but going back to the, when you look at her face, like at the joke, right? She obviously didn't like it. Cool. He didn't seem like he loved it, but. You know, he wasn't going to get up. He didn't get up off a riff. He looked over and saw her and saw she didn't like it. And he should have just been like, well, oh, well. Shrugged it off For what? What was she going to do? Get in the car? You know, you really should have said something. It's like, oh, really? Well, you should have really just not fucked Jaden's friend. But you know what? We don't all get what we want. Because it wasn't something that warranted all that. But I get it. Defend your wife and all that shit. If you. If you are with her. But my thing is. Do you think when he did that. And he came back. Do you really think that she sat there. And was like. Oh that's the man I knew. I once knew. That's the man that used to make me feel everything. Or do you think she looked at it. And had this weird evil grin. Kind of like Ursula. And was like. I'm responsible for this. And there's a weird part of her that actually feels really good about it. Because she really feels like he, she has his emotions. His vulnerability. His sensitivity on a leash. And I really don't like to use that term with people I don't know. But when you watch her face, and I mention the lack of remorse, and I try to connect this stuff as I'm putting this together out loud. I think she likes all this shit. I really do. And I'm not trying to say this to make her seem like a bad person. But I do think she is someone that has kind of liked this attention on her. Because you got to think about it, Her kids are grown, so she doesn't really have to use the so people can't really sit there and be like your mother of a child that's growing and they're going to sit they're like they're grown adults they kind of know the situation with their parents they know whatever but you know they're still going to love their parents equally and they should honestly regardless but I, I do think the hardest of hearts they they look at them differently in a lot of ways than probably before But, look, that's still the parents. she still love them, regardless of whatever happened between them. But I do think someone's, like, older. The kids are out of the house. It's just them. I do think this is her way of kind of feeling desired and attentive. Like, think about the biggest thing that Jada Pinkett's ever been known for. Is literally... And is literally this. Has she been in movies before and shit? Yeah, but even Chris Rock made a joke in twenty sixteen that when she when she boycotted the same thing that she ironically attended uh, the other night last night because she boycotted because of something. I think it had to do with there were no woman nominees or it may have had to do with there were no black nominees at the time or whatever. But I think it had to do with woman. It may have had to do with woman with color specifically. But you know they made the point like, oh, well, Jada Pinkett, she's decided to boycott the Oscars. And and he was like, well, that would be like me boycotting Rihanna's panties. I was never invited to begin with. Now obviously he tells it better, but you get it. And I. You know, to me, that would be something, even though it is true, like, she, she's never really been an award-winning attric- actress or nothing like that. Not to show on her, but that's just the truth about this stuff. It's like, you know, it would be like, uh, it'd be like if you do music. It would be like if, um, you know, fuck, I don't know. It'd be like if, uh... It'd be like if Khaled, not Khaled, Khalid, like he has songs and hits and stuff, but I don't think he's going to win a Grammy anytime soon. You know, it would be like the Kid Leroy. Nah, because the Kid Leroy actually has like some hits. trying to think of like an artist on Jada Pinkett's like popularity level inner field. Hmm. Sorry for wasting y'all's time with this, but hey. If you're gonna waste your time, waste your time with me. I don't know, but you get the point. I don't know. You know what? Here's it. It would be like if Michelle Branch, even in her prime, was like, you know what? I'm boycotting the Grammys. And they're like, all right, well doesn't change anything for us but do what makes you happy but it's about the message and the bigger point it's like yeah well if you're boycotting something that you weren't really a part of to begin with you're not really making a message a boycott would be like if drake boycotted the grammys or if you know sam hunt um no but you know, of artists that actually not only nominated, but at the very least, at least are within, you know, 500 feet of the ballpark of the Grammys that they potentially could be a part of, Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I think I'll end the Will Smith shit there. I just, I think she actually is getting off on a lot of this shit, and I'm I'm not trying to blame her, blame woman. That's not really what I'm trying to get at. But take it however the fuck you want. I do think she kind of likes it. I think she sees that he's going above and beyond to, you know, show her that he, he's for her and all this shit. It's like. If your goal was to do all this to make him appreciate you more. He's not really appreciating you more. He's more of trying to protect something that has been dead in your mind for quite some time. I don't know. What do I know? She's a glory hole. Oh, Jesus. That's a Madagascar reference. Okay. Oh, sugar, honey, iced tea. Wait, I just put it together. Holy fuck. Chris Rock and Jada Pinkett were in Madagascar. Will Smith slapped Marty. Holy fuck. Alex, Marty. All you needed was Ben Stiller and David Schwimmer. Oh, Jesus. Holy fuck. I can't believe I just put that. I'm not even kidding. I just put that together. 47-ish minutes in the podcast, and I just fucking realized that Chris Rock, Marty, and Jada Pinkett, Gloria, it was friendly fire. Holy Fuck. Whew. just when you think you've seen it all. Uh, uh I kinda like this, uh I kinda like holding the mic. It feels like I'm a little bit more engaged. I feel like my thought process is a little bit better. I felt like the audio was extremely better. I always do a little bit of the previous audio from the previous video. And I do think this is kind of cool. Um Yeah, Uh, let's see. Uh, You know, mm, have you ever felt like when you, um, when you have a when you, when you have a when you're talking to ladies, right? And I'm not really talking about my current life or anything. But I have, you know, I was thinking about some earlier when I was at work. I was thinking I noticed it, it really is like a domino effect when it comes to being in it. I like the call being in the game per se. Is that it where I think the confidence aspect comes with when it comes with talking really anyone but especially when you're talking with the sex that you're interested in whatever sex that may be in my case it is the lovely ladies in other words females um i wonder why 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 they had the fe to separate oh feminine maybe it is feminine i don't know um <laughs> reverse reverse uh I do think there is this thing, you know, it's like they say, 90%, I, I, what's the stat, even though it's not really, like, the exact percent, but it's like, it's, was it, like, 70 is it's like 80% of girls fuck the same 30% of guys in the world, it may even be less than that, where it's basically, like, guys either have a crazy high body count, or they have a very, very low amount, because... Typically, there's a certain attraction that appeals to all the ladies or most ladies, I should say. And I do think there's this thing where regardless of your experience or not experience, when you are talking to one girl and you are killing it, you do have this urge And I'm not justifying flirting with other girls when you are committed with one girl. That's not what I'm saying. I do think, though, that it is good for your confidence. I do think it is good to kind of be flirtatious. Uh, This big old fuckboy energy. Because, you know, obviously I'm, I'm about to literally say, in case you can't tell, that you should flirt with other girls even when you have a girl. But I think it's because it's so you still keep on your edge, still keep on your toes. So you actually, you're kind of refining the sword. And there's this thing where if you're more confident knowing that you can talk to more than one type of personality of a girl. Then when you actually come back to your main girl, <laughs> your hub, Jesus, sound. Oh Jesus, I'm starting to sound like one of those guys. Even though I don't do this, but I, I I can understand because I can understand on a different way. I've kind of figured a lot of this shit out personally. Is that when you are talking the no one, you have no reference point of what's working in that, and it kind of you kind of lose memory of what is you and what isn't what you're comfortable with not you kind of forget what you like and what you don't like but when you're in a relationship with someone you really like and stuff and then you know maybe at work yeah, you know you you shoot a little this shoot a little that maybe when you're out and about you know you just talk with the you know cashier duncan and you're like hey it's like hey stop poking the bottom of my cup there and you know you you it's almost like It's almost like working, you know, if you ever hear a comedian always talk about how you just got to go upstairs and go up on stage and work out your shit, work out your shit. That really is like talking in general. Like you got to work out your good shit with girls that you don't care about. So then when you come home, you bring the best stuff to your girl. The girl who has invested their time, their commitment to you. They deserve the best. So you gotta practice throughout the day, flirt with this girl, you know, throw a little jab at this, this, and that, maybe let a girl touch your balls. I don't know, you know, but save the good ball for your lady. um you know, but I do think, regardless of what people want to say, I do think a lot of people want their partners to kind of a guy. I, not as much with girls. You don't really want your girlfriend. But I, I do think. As fucked as I do think girls actually kind of. One I think it. There's no thing. It does turn them on. When they know there's some girl. That really likes them. But even if they're not giving them time of day. Like when a girl really likes their boyfriend. Because it's like oh. I'm not the only one that likes this guy. And there's a thing like. Oh he could have this. But he has me. And you know what. You're going to suck my dick. To. It can't be sucked no more. You're going to suck my dick. Until it's burnt like in a tanning bed. Jeez. That got graphic. I don't know why I went there. But. You're going to be more attentive. to Make sure like hey. There's people out here that want me. So the second you don't. And the second you want to. Say some mean shit. This girl won't say mean shit. And it works the other way obviously. But. I do think there is a value in being able to, even in your relationship, to kind of just talk casually to other girls and shit like that. I do think it kind of, it enhances. It enhances your sensibilities as well. Because you'll actually learn more about what you'll actually learn more about your partner by talking to other girls because you realize the things that you actually value when you talk to these girls are like, oh, wow. You know, she was fun until she mentioned that. Uh, But, I don't know. I, I guess the main thing is... You know, it sounds shitty to say, like, oh, talking to multiple girls, shit like that. I'm not saying literally talk on the same level, the same, like, stay faithful to your woman at least as much as you can. (laughs) But, uh, obviously don't don't go too far, but, you know, just toe the line a little bit, you know, play a little double dutch, you know. Ooh, snuck that one in there and your girl will probably like it and find it very attractive um, let's say you have let's say you have a do not disturb sign on the door frame cuz you're at a Aruba hotel and you're doing your thing with your wife and next thing you know you get a call from the front desk how fucking convenient and you get a call from the front desk and it's the maid like hey Would you like us to clean your room? you're like, nah, it's 11 o'clock at night. We're good. Hence the do not disturb. So do not disturb. But then they want to keep disturbing you. Um, And I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, yeah. So, it's okay. So, because it's still you and your lady. Nothing else gets in the way of that. You don't let anything disturb that. But, if you put on a speaker and she hears a woman talking to you, why you're fucking the shit out of her? Nah, oh, I should say, fucking as well as you can. Fuck to your standard. How about that? Fuck above your standard. All right, get a little, you know, you get a little adrenaline, and she's like, "Oh yeah," and she starts moaning because the lady on speaker like, "Oh yeah, he's fucking me, not you," and she's just like, yeah, just make sure you leave a tip. I didn't want it. Um, and you tip forty percent just because you apologize for her hearing her call you your special nickname, low rascal." Why is your nickname low rascal in the bedroom? Let's not talk about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, look. I do think a little little bit of this, a little bit of that outside of your relationship in a healthy tone. Not all the time. At, you know, as time goes on, you don't want to make it where it becomes because once you open the door a little bit, some shit's going to happen. But if you have it under control, And you actually love your partner where you wouldn't go there to hurt them. But your partner might actually like it. Because think of it like a training course. Think of it like a class. It's like, look, as much as I love your quirkiness and your inexperience. I would actually like for you to have a little experience. It makes my job easier. It makes me feel like I'm not dating a 14-year-old kid. Like, it's okay. I know you've been with other people before. It's okay. I know you've said I love you to other people before. But I know with me, you mean it. But you know what? Just fucking be ready. Just be there. It's okay. Get your dumb shit. Get your dumb lines out on them. Save the good ones for me. You don't have to try your bullshit corny jokes on them. Or on me I should say. Try it on them. And even if they work on them. They're probably not going to work on me. But I appreciate the fact that you filtered out the really bad ones. I sound all these specific with the jokes. Um... (laughs) Uh This may be the worst episode ever. Typically when I think it's the worst episode, it actually ends up being actually like the more sentimental real ones. This one's not that funny just because I'm just I have to be I haven't been in one of the funny moods lately where I had my back to back jokes. I'm barely speaking. When I got home I was tired and but hey, gotta just gotta keep pushing. Not every episode's A plus, but you know. This one will give you a concussion. Will Smith, okay. Well, Chris Rock didn't get a concussion because I think I love my wife. And that's why now there's a death at a funeral. <sighs> well, oh, maybe there'll be grown ups. Okay, come Uh,. Just uh, killing them softly. Here comes the pain. All right. All right. You know what? Fuck it. Ended there. Moral of today's pod is that uh, Jada Pinkett and Chris Rock have a connection in Madagascar. Maybe there's some that didn't we didn't know happened. Hmm. Oh, the Gloria. Days in the Gloria holes. Chris was hard as a rock. And everybody hates Chris. Everybody hates Chris. And uh Will Smith Heather hitching his jab. Okay. And that's episode 130 of the Off and Be podcast. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. I'm tired as fuck. According to us at 7 a.m. This pod, you will probably not even get through 10 minutes. But hey, the audio is better. And I do like that aspect. Alright, guys. Have a great day. And my toe is bruised. Kind of like Will Smith's ego. Like Ratatouille. And you better rat to Dewey. Oh, baby. I don't want to hold you tight.